Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So guys, with ZoomCare, never sit in a doctor's office again. You heard that right. If you hate going to the doctor, like the rest of us, check out ZoomCare. It's the one great thing we can take away from a pandemic. The ability to do more things from the comfort of your own home. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter, but we all need to take care of ourselves, obviously. So what is video care? Video care is like a trip to Zoom care just from your couch. You can see here and chat with your doctor just like a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. So visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's where you can get started. Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. There's really nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while sitting in your own living room. Super comfortable, way more relaxed feel than you'd have at a doctor's office. Check them out today, zoomcare.com, zoomcare.com. Losers Lounge, a sad Losers Lounge indeed. Always sad when you have to lose to the Lakers. It's just the worst. It, but it's also just the way the world works. It is, it is <laughs> so inevitable. It, it did feel inevitable. So um, Nuggets dropped this one competitive game for about three quarters, a three minutes shy of three quarters. It was compes- it was competitive. The wheels fall off for Denver. And the Lakers just show why they are title favorites, title defenders, and all that stuff. stuff. Different stuff. Today's Losers Lounge is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm joined by Brennan Vogt. You know, I won tonight on DraftKings a lot, if that's any consolation. It's, it's not, not. It's for not. You, I'm well, sure. it is a consolation for, for me. You. It is for but... you. Uh, I got Duvalier. Such a sad game. I really do not like Losers Lounges. <laughs> losers Lounges like are them. drag. They are drag. But there's actually, this one I feel like is meatier than most because stacking up against the champs is the it, that's what it's all about and denver beating utah's fun always fun denver beating miami beating phoenix those games i'll tell you something about denver but how you stack up against lebron james and the lakers is really what it's all about and my number one if we just step back ten thousand feet from this there's a lot of specifics we're going to get into tonight about how the game shaped out but I think you'd have a pretty hard time if your 10,000-foot view from this game wasn't that the Lakers are just a lot better than the Nuggets right now. And defensively, they're just more cohesive. They execute all that different stuff. At least that's – am I being unfair in saying that after watching this game? No, it's just the exact – before the game in the pregame show, um, I talked about how the Nuggets just have Utah's number. They just right. know exactly what to do against a team like Utah and – they come together in a game like that. The Lakers just, they know how to win games, especially against a team like the Nuggets. They're geared to beat the Nuggets team, and they just, they bring it all together whenever they go against each other. And tonight was really just like them proving it. I feel like the Nuggets, there were some competitive games and quarters in that playoff series, but I feel like the Nuggets sort of lose a bit of their swagger when they play the Lakers. And and, and a little, they... 
a little bit kind of retreat into themselves. I mean, I think that they would tell you they think they belong, but it just looks like a little bit of like everyone's working a little bit too hard. Everyone's feet are a couple steps in front of their, their brains. And, and it, it never really feels to me, you know, like a complete effort or like the execution was great. It's just you're, you're banking on some transcendent performances from stars. Well, well I want to get it to because I have a theory about that because I agree with you that Denver looks like unsure when the wheels were falling off. They just lost. Yeah. I mean, they look great in the second quarter, sure, right? They sure didn't did. look like a team that was shy. But so I have, I have some theories on that. But when we just step back and look at like the talent or not, it's not even talent, to be honest with you, because some of the guys, if, if you look at tonight, LeBron James was obviously fantastic. Anthony Davis was almost a non-factor. Just it, you know, he was for sure, impactful for sure. yeah. defensively. Does all of those intangible things or whatever. But you know, he just he has not been aggressive. And you talk to Lakers fans, even or Lakers analysts early on, they're like, yeah, he just he doesn't have his foot on the gas pedal quite yet. It's still early, and the Lakers are still winning. But Taylor Horton Tucker tonight was fantastic. Caruso was fantastic. You get contributions on both ends of the court from Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Paul Cook. Like all of their role players, just so cohesive yes, and cohesive. executing on yeah. both ends of the court at such a high level. Offensively, their roles are very limited and defined, and they all stay within it. And defensively, man, that team is on a string. And I think that's what stands out is Denver. I think is a talented team, a deep roster, but when the ball's not popping, when they when they kind of get out of rhythm what can they fall back on the lakers can fall back on elite defense i mean incredible defense the nuggets didn't have that tonight when the wheels fell off that's what it that's what it came to yeah and it also just that was a big game for the nuggets that was a game that they got up for that was a game that they wanted to execute in that was not a big game for the lakers they're used to I think it was a big game. I think it was a big game for the Lakers. It wasn't as big as clearly yeah. not as big. But they they also know how to they know how to respond in yeah. in situations. They went down. The Nuggets were they was they were sensational in that first half. The Lakers never faltered. They never right. slowed down. They they came out with with a sense of urgency in the second half and it just looked comfortable. Like they they came out in the second half and and really just attacked the Nuggets. They blitzed yeah. them every single time down. They locked in on defense and when you have two players like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, LeBron started to give extra in that second half, and then you could just see everyone else around him just, you know, everybody else was, like, locked in with them as well. So it made it very hard for that Nuggets team. Let's talk about – let's go right into this third quarter, though, because the Nuggets get outscored in the fourth quarter as well, 31-18. But a lot of that, or at least some of that, was the wheels were already off. Like, Denver has to throw a few Hail Marys. Bench comes in, and they get ran as well. But what really was was that third quarter, 37 to 17. And if you want to simplify it even more, it was really the last three minutes yes. of that third quarter in which they get outscored 13 to zero. It was a 15 to zero close, but I, I'm highlighting these last three minutes because vote you brought up. It feels like the Nuggets are uncertain or just don't they lose some of that bite. I think it has a lot to do with Jokic and his foul trouble and what he's able to do and. He had, you know, I, defensively, I don't think he was very good at all the, at all tonight. I thought yeah. he was actually really bad. But when I'm watching Jokic against some of these good teams, first halves I feel like he tries very hard not to get foul troubles, so second half he can step up and be a little bit more aggressive. Picks up some I, what I think are kind of tough calls in that quarter early on. Right away, back Right back. immediately, yeah. the game starts to get choppy. Denver gets a couple fouls that I thought were favorable. That was just like, refs, what are you doing? Like, there's no flow to this game. And that first five minutes of the third quarter was so choppy, Denver slowly losing it, and then when Jokic picks up his fourth foul, boom, wheels, wheels are completely off. And it reminded me of the playoffs, to be honest. Like, 
we talk about Jokic looking a little, Jared Dudley would say, intimidated. I just thought he looked unsure because he's like, I can't pick up fouls and I'm picking them up no matter what. You know, I'm picking them up so easily right now. And I thought even when, you know, when not focusing on the fouls, he looked a bit unsure of himself. It was a lot of Yoke after a pick and roll or not, just sort of parked at the free throw line. The Nuggets guards not being able to, to execute an entry pass. Jokic is catching the ball, turning. It's Anthony Davis coming hard and fast, help side. There's seven, eight seconds left on the shot right. clock. So even if he is squeezing out a pass, everything's just rushed. Um, he knows better than the rest of us. It's not going to go well if he just forces 20 shots against right, that right. game plan. So, I mean, look, the foul trouble definitely, I think, is when it fell off a cliff in the third. But even in that first half when they were in control, I didn't feel like they could go to Jokic the way they have been able to all season. Did you and feel that's that way in the fault, first half? But in the first half, they they like they like did whatever they wanted to. Denver. Denver did yeah. whatever they wanted to. Oh. But then like what Vogt was saying is once things, and both of you guys were saying, and once things don't go Jokic's way, that's the Nuggets' identity. So right. they lost their identity. And when they seen him not in Twitter, when they see him second-guessing himself or just not being himself, it's just like, well, what do we do now? And that's why in the third quarter we got to see, like, a lot of isolation plays. So we got much. got to see players stepping out of what they're, like, used to or what they are um, and not getting the ball to their best player because – there's the foul trouble, there's the uncertainty, there's the just trying to do something to just spark the team. And yeah. then you've seen a lot of not-so-good shots. You see a lot of um, the Nuggets being out of rhythm, so it made it very hard. And then the Lakers' defense steps up, so everything's happening at one time, and then it just gives the momentum to one side. Yeah. The Lakers just go on runs with their defense, too. I mean, it's like, yep. remember, though, that obviously— The Lakers they, are Malone's dream. Yes. Their I mean, defense 100% fuels their offense. Remember, of course, when, when the Warriors were the bad boys of the league, and it was like, watch out for them to score 70 in 14 right. minutes. Right. The Lakers are like the opposite, right? It's like, oh, watch out for the third quarter. Like, they step their foot on your throat with their D, and it just yeah. happens like that. They punch first. I mean, they're really impressive defensively, man. I mean, that Lakers team is – they just rotate on straight. A lot of high IQ guys. I mean, we talk about, you know, they're – for Denver, you got Monte Morris, I think a high IQ guy, a little, you know, smaller whatever. But their, their end of bench, like value picks, diamonds in the rough, Taylor Horton, Tucker, Tucker and, and Alex Caruso, length – strength you know yeah. incredible IQ and they just cover so much ground and they really just become like velociraptors on the defensive end so um Jokic in this game overall though if you put it all together and again I think the foul trouble in that third quarter really really disrupted the rhythm but I think overall this was a down night for it. like it, it, right I, I thought in the first half the Nuggets offense was getting flow and he was right. I think rightfully not being overly assertive or aggressive because Denver was up 12 Jamal Murray had it going with some of his you know some of his crazy shot making. But then, to your point, once the foul started picking up and then they started him to start the fourth quarter, which is, again, a little bit different with different players, it just never never got off the ground. It just seemed like Malone and also Jokic, they're, they're, like, they're playing chess out there. We know those are the type of people that they are. They're just trying to figure out what's going on around them. But while everything is going around them and while they're trying to basically figure out the Lakers themselves, they're losing the game because they're just they're, it's taking too long. It's not coming to them the exact same way. Um, Jokic is not finding his rhythm, and the Lakers are are gathering theirs and they're picking up. Like like Brennan said, like the Warriors were scoring so much in that third quarter, and that's yeah. what made them so different. The Lakers are getting it done on defense, and then they're getting out and running. 
I don't know how you could slow that down or how you could stop that. If they don't even have to score the ball, they're just getting it all in fast breaks. Um, they're stopping your best player. And then once they take that away, they take away everything that you have. Right. What do you guys think of the decision to start? We talked about it in the pregame show, but bringing in Jermichael Green and Paul Millsap, how do you think that affected the outcome of the game? Man, it worked. And I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, well, why didn't they close that way? Or at least close with Green over Millsap who clearly I thought by the fourth quarter had some luck in the first half, but it wasn't happening. The magic had dried up. Green playing well all season. I thought he played well in the first half. So ultimately, in hindsight, I liked the decision to start those guys. Yeah. Just where was Green to close the game? You also get to just like switch it up. That that had to be a part of the decision to to have Jermichael Green start and also Paul Millsap is to switch it up. It gives the Lakers something to think about but also make those type of alterations throughout the game yeah. so it keeps them thinking and it keeps them guessing. They did the exact same thing, and then also LeBron and that high IQ Lakers team figured it out after yeah. a while, so you can't go with it too long because you're going to get it figured out. And three-point shooting, I think, is the thing here. I mean, Paul Millsap tonight goes 3 of 13. He plays 32 minutes, which is kind of surprising. 32 minutes goes 3 of 13, gets six points. Six points in 32 minutes, by the way, like also just, just surprising. But he goes 0 of 5. Um you know, you finish as a team eight for 28, just only 28 shots and only 28%. Both of those things, like if you're going to beat a Lakers team who features just that incredible Hall of Fame front court, that you're going to have to beat them with math. You're going to have to beat them from beyond. And Denver just couldn't really, it wasn't even like Denver, there were a few oppor you know opportunities to pass up shots, but also just Denver just wasn't like getting those types of shots. And that's why I wonder, you're right, it did work. And I wonder how much of it working was a little bit of a shock factor, but once Denver just couldn't get anything going in the half court, the Lakers really clamped down. Denver didn't really – what, what could you go to? What were you hoping for in that lineup? Right, a Barton right. three, uh, a, a, a Millsap three. I mean, there's just too many, I think, kind of duds there. So, um, I mean, look, and, and also just all season long you've been able to say Jokic is a bucket, right? Or, or at least a like – a well, he throws it up last second, we'll see what happens. It just didn't feel that way. All night to me. Even when the offense was healthy, it just didn't feel like, oh, they can go to Yoke and they're getting two. Right, right. Is it? It's funny because last year we thought of Jeremy Grant as a guy that could play the three, but mo he was a four. I'm wondering if like Denver starts experimenting with this more to Michael Green. Just saying, <laughs> like, do you think they will? I mean, it would make sense, especially when you have to go against these teams that have size. I mean, a lot of teams don't have the the size that the Lakers have. Right, yeah, they're, you they're to so play, huge, man. Um, that way. But there are some teams, especially in the West, that are going to force you to have to go like bigger, like um, the Jazz, the Lakers. You don't have to do it against the teams like the Clippers and, and teams like that. So a lot of these teams out West especially are created to try to stop a specific team. But the thing is, no matter what, all roads lead to L.A., especially the Lakers. So you have to try to gear things to look at the Lakers if that's where your aspirations are is trying to contend for a title. You're going to have to go big. Yeah. Let's take a break. On the other side, we do have some things, some big things we have to get to. I mean, Will Barton stringing together some not-so-great games, and I think it's interesting. We talked about him maybe playing the shooting guard spot. How would that affect his game? Well, it wasn't so great tonight. We're going to talk about him. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. also tonight, I think, had a very interesting night in, in, in ways that are not great. Um, but we'll talk about those on the other side. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful U.S. of A. straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? 
because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger one Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Uh, check out HassleCattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. Or uh, if you order, if your order is over $200, you will also receive free shipping if you're using code DNVR10. So check them out. We promise that you will not be disappointed. What's my next ad? What is your next ad? DraftKings. The presenting sponsor. The presenting sponsor of this show. Guys, you know it's a big week, right? Well, did you I'm know helping that you with the, the read? Uh, I like that you have to read the read here. It's the Super Bowl. The 55th big game or, is I'm this sorry, weekend. The big game. The, the big, big game. game. The big game. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> 55. A game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy to finish off the football season. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is no doubling brainer. your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. There's That's right. Be one. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night, and boom, your money is doubled. Does that sound like a no-brainer? That's because you'd have to have no brain not to take them up on this offer. As if this game wasn't good enough uh, reason to party. Oh, yeah, there's a whole other With double the cash, you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings' Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game, Sunday's big game. Big That's game. Promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction. Dash yeah, challenge baby. dash DFS for details. Woo! Gambling problem? Call one 4700 Super producer Kale, cue up that Zoom Care ad, baby. Let's do it. So, what exactly is video care? Well, video care is like a trip to Zoom Care, just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor, just like a traditional in-office visit. Get secure access to urgent, primary, and specialist care, including mental health. It's all from the comfort of your own home. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. Head to zoomcare.com slash video to get started. All right, so I, I got to be honest with you. I'm really hopeful. I'm excited for football season to be over so we get more odds boosts for basketball. That's right. I mean, I'm dead serious. Like, all the <laughs> odds boosts, like 90% of them are football ones. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't want that. Well, my Nuggets odds boost. Um, all right, so we got to get into. Let's move on to Jamal Murray. Part of this is talking to George Carl so much and hearing his perspective on it. One of the things he says, and you know, George's big corner on on Jamal Murray is that he's just not a point guard, great player, but not a point guard. And when I watch games like tonight, he was so great in that first half, yep. scoring. Off a very non-point guardy type scoring, just the crazy double crossover step backs, you know, these types of things. And he's so good at that. I kind of do feel like I only want him doing that. <laughs> like, do all the other side and running pick and roll with Jokic, of course. But even then, like, I, I feel like Denver really might be better served with, with bringing him off ball because when the going does get tough and, and you need somebody to, like, do something outside of just the Jokic offense, I don't think he's able to do it. And tonight... I, it's weird. I don't think this was a good game from Jamal Murray. I just think he hit a bunch of tough shots early on, and when that well dried up, there was nothing else. Yeah, I mean, if you really go back to when 
Jamal Murray came into the league, he was not a point guard. You know, on that Kentucky team, right. Tyler Eulis was the one that was bringing the ball. But up Murray came into the league saying, I'm a point guard. I just, I played off ball for Tyler Eulis. Yeah, but he, he played so well off the ball. And that's yeah, he the, did. the he reason really did. why he got drafted. That's why he went seven. Yep. How he was playing off of the ball. And then even at times you could see them try to play him off the ball. They have Will Barton bring the ball up. They start Jamal Murray on the block. He he was on the block a lot tonight. That was like it seemed like that was the game plan for a lot of it. And and, and it was weird because Jokic actually had it going early on, mm-hmm. and it was like, all right, let's feed him in the post. Mark Gasol, we wondered, could he guard him? Jokic was tearing him up, and then they start going to Murray in the post nonstop. It had to be the game plan going into the had game, to be. Though. And then and then from there. Things create like themselves. The narrative creates himself. If Jokic has it going, then just leave that alone until it stops working. And then we could go back to that game plan. But Jokic had it going. And then Murray was like, well, this is what we were supposed to be doing. Or he was trying to get himself going or whatever the case may be. But it took away from what the the, the Nuggets have been and what has made the Nuggets great, Uh, especially the turnaround is you go through your best player and that's Jokic. But then you have Murray, who's starting to finally hit a few shots. He's making some tough shots. He has a big bit of bounce that we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. He had the big dunk. So I think that having everything like that go early, it, it kind of messed up the flow of the offense. And then late, it was just a lot of iso ball. And the Nuggets are a team that passes the ball. They're right. unselfish. I just think it was a lot of dribbling from Jamal Murray tonight. Right. And a lot of, okay, now someone's got their eyes on the rim. There's seven seconds left in the shot clock. Right. right. If right. this doesn't work, what's right. the next look? And I just felt like that that to me it was a lot of that. And you're right. Like the shots Jamal did hit, and granted, these are the shots Jamal hits throughout his career, but right. it's like, man, that was a horrible possession. And that's all and that's what I think I'm kinda of getting at is he's a really good tough shot maker. Right. It's just that when that well dries up, what what spirals off of it, and that's the point guarding aspect of it that I feel like is is not always there. Was that wind? I thought I, I heard I thought I heard Harrison coming. It was gonna be how Usually oh, you feel. Oh, like it was just Ben. Oh yeah. man, what how disappointing! Yeah, so Murray tonight. I mean, team worst minus seventeen, but I think that doesn't necessarily like. That's not an instance where I feel like that. He was just like everyone else in that regard. He happened to be on the court for that thirteen zero run to finish the the fourth the third quarter. Um, we talked a little bit about Will Barton. Let's go to Michael Porter. He gets twenty minutes only. I should say actually. Let me rephrase it. He gets only twenty minutes tonight. He goes three of ten shooting. His shot was off, but. Part of this is that he only played those 20 minutes, but part of it was also that Denver felt like they were hemorrhaging. Like when he was on the court, LeBron knew how to take advantage yes, of him. Yeah. They were scoring on him very easily. What do you make of his night, and do you feel like he should have played more? I think that these are the games that you really should take um, into consideration. These are the games that you should see that as special of a scorer that he is, There's when he gets into the game, things don't go well. That is not like... That, that's for a reason. It's for a reason that they, that the other team is scoring every time. It's for a reason that he's getting sought out on defense. Right. And then against a player like LeBron James, who's going to attack him in the play, a lot of teams are going to attack, attack him in the playoffs. And if he doesn't learn the rotations, if he doesn't learn how to defend, if he doesn't know where he's supposed to be on the floor, it's going to hunt the Nuggets in the long term. So I think that, that plays a lot into why he's not starting right now because they, they need to find out how can they play with him or how can they win in the playoffs if he doesn't have it all going mentally? Yeah. And it's, it comes back to trust. Here's what I, I wish he would have played more in part because I felt like 
as much as Denver was getting scored on repeatedly, I felt like Denver needed some offensive juice mm-hmm. to stop. I mean, to me, that's where it began. I know Malone will say the other way, sure. but to me, that's where it began was on that side of the court where Denver was turning it over. They weren't getting healthy shots. Things just started to feel bad. And I think, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more minutes for him. But one of the things we've talked about was Malone very clearly doesn't trust many guys on this in this roster. That's why I think that's why part of this is hilarious that Jermichael Green started tonight alongside Mills. You're like, of course, because you don't trust anyone else. But Michael Porter, Isaiah Hartenstein, who played tonight, I don't know that Denver I, I don't know that Denver's ceiling is as high as it was last year unless they get some of these guys to to right. elevate. And that's the best argument for ripping this band-aid off, man, right. and trusting yep. in those guys. It's it's not that you're gonna win more games in the meantime necessarily. It's that I could not agree more with what you just said. If their ceiling is to be higher this ceiling, then those two guys need to be in the circle of trust by the end of the season. All that said, I thought MPJ did not play well tonight. And, and he missed his shot. And like, he missed his shots. The, th- the thing about MPJ is he always makes, not always, but often makes big mistakes. It's just that he knocks down and it makes up for right, it with these go, awesome oh, plays. that's right. He's MPJ. And tonight he just wasn't doing that. Um, outplayed by Kuzma tonight. And outplayed. Oh, that, that didn't feel sorry, good. Sorry. That didn't feel Matt, good. We didn't need to do that. But that's it was true. Right. But it was true. Any, any other takes with him? I, I was just say what just trusting these guys especially in a game like this these are the type of games especially when you already like gave up this big lead and the momentum went the other way maybe you do go with them longer just to like this is how it's gonna look this is what you guys need to work on this is the rotations that you're missing like at least for film study and just like going through it because we already know that experience is how you're gonna learn everything um pulling like or having a short leash with a with a team when you're already not going to win they're not going to learn from that especially if it's just for like small spurts so maybe you do go longer with these guys or or you try to give them a different look with the starters or however you think is going to end up in the playoffs right right um monte morris i thought was and i guess i think we might have made him the king of the game did we do this is he the king of the game we didn't. This was. This is like a begrudging king of the game. We have to have one. I didn't feel like there was a single king um, of this game. He was great, but he made seven of ten. Yeah, and two of three from the three point line. I felt like he was the only guy that knocked down like the shots that he was. You know. Also, what tonight, I was talking so. about with like Denver kind of tightening up and retreating into themselves against LA. Not Monte. He's like, right, oh, that's right. LeBron. I'm oh, going man, to the rack. He was going at LeBron. You know what? For that alone, he's king of the game, honestly. Like, just going at LeBron. Nobody else is going to go. I, I even tweeted, nobody else is going up on a layup with LeBron James as the chase down, like, blocker yeah. that he is. And Monte doesn't care. He's just like, I'm going to go at you. Or I'm going to um, I'm gonna play my game no matter what. I'm going to do the same things that I'm used to. And we already know the the strides that Monte has made as a finisher, and he doesn't care that it's LeBron James there. He's still going to play his game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he had to be the player of the game, even though I think Jermichael played so well. So let's talk big picture here. Jokic against the Lakers. Picks up fouls, seems to get frustrated. I mean, we think Jokic has been very level-headed all year. Is this a Jokic problem? Like, is there a mental block still on this Lakers team? And Anthony Davis didn't even play that great tonight. That's the crazy part of it. I think so. Now, a lot of this is an effective game plan that, like, you know, towards the end of the game, Nuggets clear out the whole side. It's yoked one-on-one against Anthony Davis. If someone is to help from that angle, you've got an open three. Drains it in AD's face. Like, just between the rotations, plays that called or were not called, it did not feel like Denver did a good job of putting him in a position to succeed. Right. Um, but all that said, I think there's a pattern here. 
Right. I think we see that eye of the tiger kind of fade away when you plays this team. Um, and it's going to have to be other guys stepping up around him, I think. Do you think it has to be other guys, or do you think Jokic needs to have a breakthrough? I don't think he can have a breakthrough against that team. Like mm. I think that they kind of just have him figured out. And it's not that that they're so much better. It's just the way that they're, they're put together. Um, they have LeBron James, who's a wing that could step down on a blocking guard for a few seconds. They have um, Anthony Davis, who's, I mean, one of the better shot blockers. They have Harrell, who's going to just do whatever that they like that he wants. They have a high IQ defender in Gasol, and they just also swarm. They have the game plans of – they know that Jokic is the one that can beat them, so they play him a lot different than every other team can, right. and it's because they have the personnel. And LeBron just so – it's so freaking annoying. He's plus 21 tonight, 27, 10, and 10. Um I mean, it really is just one of those things where it's like, I don't know what Denver's answer is. And you look at the roster, there's not – it's funny because we always talk about they need a guy, right? But it's so easy in the NBA to get the guy switched off. Like, they, they could go out right. and get, say, Robert yeah. Covington. And it'd be like, well, now we just have an extra guy guarding you know, Caruso out on the wing because they just right. switched that off. What I think – what you're talking about with regards to Jokic, I think, is actually how you beat LeBron is you got to have multiple guys. Like, you have to have an entire group of guys that are able to collapse the paint and get out and, and, and this or that. And that's why I'm a little bit less optimistic about this idea that Denver is a guy away. I, I just feel like they – the entire roster sort of has to, there, there's multiple pieces. Yes. And one of those pieces might be Michael Porter. I know this sounds insane to say Michael Porter, but at least he has length and athleticism. You add a couple more guys that have length and athleticism, and then now, okay, maybe you can scramble the way that the Lakers scrambled tonight to, to recover and, and, and collapse the paint. It just felt like Denver, it just felt like Denver was not in the paint to, to meet him at any point. But I'm almost more concerned. I, maybe it's just recency bias after that game, but the offense—it's like yeah. they can survive some of those stretches, you know. If Jokic and Murray are punching back, and it, they haven't always been against the Lakers, and and to me, like, and look, this is AD and LeBron. This is the highest bar to clear, but that's where the Nuggets are, and, and they've fallen short. Composo also just two minutes tonight, and he goes out with an injury. I, I'm hopefully uh, Harrison Wendell have an update on him, but right knee soreness, I believe. But it's funny because Denver, when we, I mean, just one week ago, Dev, we're talking about Denver has way too many guards, and now you're down Gary, you're down PJ Dozier, you're down perhaps Composo. You know, at least in this game they were, and now you're looking at it and go, I, Denver's going to have to. I don't think they can just play, you know, R.J. Hampton or Marcus Howard or whatever. I feel like now you think. Okay, maybe you do start big, and then you your bench comes in, and you play big off the bench as well. Bring Zeke in with Michael Porter and Hartenstein or something. I don't know. That's a that's I mean that's a scary sight. Like to even think about like not having you came in with so many guards, yeah. and and that was what you were gonna try to go with. Like having so many guards, why you brought Campazzo in, um, just to not have to go big, and now you're forced to go big because right. you don't have um, any second line of defense. This is a game that Hartenstein had to play a lot more. Um, you didn't even see RJ. Um, so they're not getting those experiences against these big teams or these uh, these these contending type of teams. Um, and then you lose um, Compazzo, who really could have at least um, Dieter to, um what is it? Schroeder. He had it. He oh, we should crazy. speak about him. He went insane. Today. He's the type he of player Denver game. really struggles with, and he was he was on his game tonight. It's the speed. Yeah, we the already say the the, the 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 quick guards they attack Denver and they go after him every single time. And he's one of the fastest players in the league, 
and he did whatever he wanted to. This is maybe one of the things we're kind of dancing around because you talking about him really brings it up. Denver's not very athletic. And you talk about a lineup tonight that featured Millsap. Okay, not athletic. Jokic, mm-hmm. not at all athletic. Jermichael Green, not athletic for a small forward. Like, he's a big, and he's not – even as a big, he's not athletic. He's just average. And then you have uh, Will Barton, who's not ath- – at this version of him, not sure. athletic. And Jamal Murray, who's like – you know, tw- like twitchy. He like he has like that like short. He calls himself glitch. Those little glitch movements. Mm-hmm. But he's not. And he had the freaking insane dunk. It's crazy to say. Maybe not athletic. But for for the type we're talking about, sure. LeBron James. Let's you know. Let's let's put it there. Not like that. So I think that's one of them. All right. I do hear Harrison Wind is speaking to Jermichael Green right now. We'll be off with him in just a second. Perfect amount of time for us to take a break because I'm really curious, more so than most nights, what everybody had to say about this one, including Jokic, including Jamal Murray, including Michael Malone, and of course, Jermichael Green. All right, cool. Well, I only prepared for one ad read as usual, so <laughs> we're doing great. Always, always the thing here. Uh, do you or anyone you know need a job? Not with the NVR, but Green Mountain Dental Group is looking for an experienced office manager slash bookkeeper. This is a salaried position with great benefits. The office, the office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. This job requires 10 years of office manager experience. Rayvon I'll, says your hair is sponsored by the word radical. <laughs> <laughs> I look pretty white tonight. Other duties include preparing payroll, monthly financials, experiencing with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing slash advertising, supervising staff, etc. Wow, you do a lot. It's like Kale's job at DNVR. Just a little bit of everything. <laughs> this team is an incredible group of people to work with. Please call them today. If you or anyone you know is interested, call 303-988-0711 or head to their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information. Uh, D- Green Mountain Dental Group, best damn family owned dentist in the metro. Um, also a in dentist the in the metro, not just hiring. Uh, also a place where you can go and get your teeth cleaned. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll also I'm receive overdue, a man. free Sonicare toothbrush. What an offer. Overdue. Don't miss out. And now it is time to talk about... Strava Craft Coffee. You can all you can subscribe now and save 20% off with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. You can choose what flavor, what dosage of your CBD infused Strava Craft Coffee comes to you and when it comes to you, whether that's every two, three, four, six, eight weeks. Get 20% off every single shipment using code DNVR20. If you're not going to use the subscription service, which you should, but if for some reason you're not to, DNVR20 also gets you a 20 uh, uh, also gets you 20% off one-time order. So check out the CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee, one of my favorite things that we push on you here at DNVR. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Back here, final segment here on the Loser's Lounge, sponsored by, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. What's that promo code? Uh, DNVR. That's it. That's exactly, you nailed it. Did I get it right? Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, my boss over at Locked On, he can't get that right. He's like DVN, DVNR. DVNR. I'm like, dude, it's like DVR? literally, literally done. TiVo. Shouts to him, by the way. Get that TV? bag. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Harrison told me he would be here as we, as we get out of this one. But we can look ahead because the Nuggets do have another foe in the way. Like this is the worst road trip. The five-game East Coaster, no problem. The two-game Lakers-Kings. Terrified. Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare matchup. Honestly, what do you look for at that one? I mean, Denver clearly sucks against speedy guards. They got that. Mm. They got the the floater game. From, <laughs> you know, Denver can't ever seem to stop Rashawn Holmes. Um, God, they really can. Is this an, is this a, not, it's not a trap game. What would you call this? Is this a game makes you nervous? <laughs> of course. And I don't even know why they have to play them right after playing the Lakers. Like it's, 
it's scheduled losses at this point because it's early too. I think Sacramento just gets them. Yeah, I think it's a three o'clock game or something like that. Sacramento understand they're another team that just get they match up so well against the Nuggets that it just gives them problems. It's the size. It has to be the size and the physicality and just the understanding of we're gonna let everyone but Jokic beat us. They like they 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 go all in on trying to stop Jokic and it's like that's that's yeah. the answer. Yeah. Are you nervous about that game? Yeah, big time. Big time. I'd like to think the Nuggets can't blow this again against the Kings, but I mean it's genuinely a bad matchup for them. Genuinely. <laughs> genuinely. Darren well, Fox is a is a bad dude right now. I don't want to blame it all on Harrison's tie dye shirt, but yep. um I, I see you know, we are 0 and one in the in the, the losers lounge yeah. in the tie dye era. Um can't wait. Harrison doesn't look too happy. I'm guessing it wasn't like a a chipper a chipper post game press conference. There, Harrison was a. Would you not describe it as chipper? I mean, definitely not chipper, but not like the world is ending. Energy. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, post game session. Uh, some interesting quotes. We talked to Michael Malone. We talked to Nikola Jokic. We talked to Jamal Murray and Jamichael Green, so. and we also had our first. Um, big time Wi-Fi issue on the post game. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, exciting. Hell yeah! No, but for as much as we complain about the Ball Arena Wi-Fi, yeah, uh, Staples Center Wi-Fi could, really could use an upgrade. It we seems could like use an upgrade. How hard is it to get up like Wi-Fi in a, a giant arena like that? It seems like it'd be very simple. But. Well, there's not a lot of money flowing through Staples That's Center. That's true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, take me through. Yeah. I mean, I'm, this is your world. Walk us off the plank, Harrison. Um, we haven't had the best losers lounge. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. It's I been mean, a very energy's down. tough after that. Yeah, one. It's tough after that one. So on the starting lineup, let's start there. Okay. Cool. Um, Mike Malone pretty much said that he went to that big lineup. Jamichael Green, Green at the three, Paul Millsap at the four, to combat the Lakers' size, mm-hmm. to combat their size of LeBron, AD, and um, Marcus All, of course. And I mean, how did he feel like it went? He didn't really say how he felt like it went, just kind of why he did it. I mean, what did you guys think? I felt like it was okay. Denver got off to a great start. Um, You know, not necessarily what happened. I'm just going to take that that shot Rayvon just bought us. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, you can. I'm going to make Brendan take a shot. I'm like, all right, twist my arm. Why don't you? (laughs) Um I don't know. We were mixed on it. Yeah, I think I think too. more than anything, it's like, is that the lineup? I mean, is that Denver's championship lineup? No, like, I, I don't. I think it's a one-off. I, I think one-off. it's for the Lakers and probably for nobody else. Um, but I did ask Jermichael Green about it if he was surprised. He said that Malone came to him this morning, and, and he actually told Malone he's more comfortable coming off the bench. Yo, who MPJ said that? No, Jermichael oh. Green. Oh, Jermichael Malone Green. did it anyway. MPJ. <laughs> Hell yeah. <What? laughs> yeah, but um. Green likes the chemistry he's developed with that uh, bench group, so he prefers to come off the bench. But you know, of Thanks, course, sir. said he's willing to execute the game plan. Yeah, Red Solo Cup. He's taking a shot here in a Red Solo Cup. Do you guys? Do you guys know this is an American like stereotype? Yeah. Do you know they don't even sell Red Solo Cups in Europe? That's crazy to me. Like I when? Don't lie. No, 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 no. Exchange students. It's like the the price difference is so drastic. They'll come here, buy a bunch of cups, bring them back, get them through customs, and resell. There's your not-so-fun fact of the loser's lounge. Well, either way, I think it's hilarious. So I was told one time that Europeans have a American parties in college, and they drink Red. from Red Solo Cups. It's like, <laughs> I think that's so funny to me. But it is true. Like, every single party in college is a Red Solo Cup party. I mean, uh, that's 100%. And that concludes facts. Red Solo Cup that's, Corner. Yeah, Red Solo. That's all the facts I have there. Um, all right. Keep spitting here, 
Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> Spitting. A lot of discussion around the third quarter, of course. Um, I mean, Denver got outscored 37 to 17. Nuggets had, I think, 34 points in the competitive portion of the second half before yeah, garbage yeah, time. Yeah. 34 points. And, I mean, the third quarter just felt like a meltdown. The turnovers are what Michael Malone thought were the biggest thing that stood out. Six tur- turnovers in the quarter, four turnovers by Jamal Murray. And I asked Murray about the turnovers because the Lakers were the best defense in the league. Uh, I think I forgot that coming into this matchup. If it was the defense or if it was just them yeah. making mistakes. And he said it was all them. And he said that's the reason why this one hurts a lot because they beat themselves in, mm. in that aspect. Mm. I feel like I give the Lakers a little credit. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers will pounce, yeah, right? Like if pounce, you make yeah. it, if it's an unforced turnover, you might say they're like a python, mm. you know. And then, like if you, when you breathe, that that's when it can, it doesn't squeeze; it waits for you to. Do you guys know this? Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, fun snake, fact. Yeah, yeah snake. Heard of it. Yeah, you guys know how Google them, kids. Yeah, no, like when you breathe, and then you know, then it tightens. Do you just sit and like lit like <laughs> just, every single fact just read about Wikipedia? He's, just a, read he's a nature guy. He's I am a nature, 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 nature guy. guy. Yeah. Actually, a yeah. very nature much a nature guy. guy. Yeah. Bird watcher, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll get them. Um, all right, we'll move on. The uh, <laughs> another kind of storyline tonight, Jokic's game. I thought. I'm sure you guys have dissected it, gone over it, broke it down. Um, six to sixteen from the field for him. Thirteen points. And they were doubling him a lot, it seemed like, yeah. after the first, I don't know, two minutes of the game. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. After he got those two early buckets. It seemed like to me, based off what Michael Malone said, based off what Nicola said, based off what Jamal said, they liked the looks they got when Yoke had to pass the ball out. And they shot 8 of 28 from 3. And my read from what they just had to say is that they were happy with the looks that they got. Hmm. I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that. Like they were open. I mean, I have to go back and watch it. I didn't either. It didn't feel like they were healthy looks. So right. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, my read wind was that a lot of these looks were open but rushed, like end of shot. Yeah. It wasn't in the kinda. flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't in the flow. Yeah. And Ooh, then this was this was also notable. Jokic on them doubling him more. I asked him about this too, and he said uh, some of them were good looks, some of them weren't good looks. I think if they are doubling, I can be a little bit more aggressive, go quick to score. Uh, if I can, he also yeah. said he had a bunch of layups that he missed. Yeah, yeah, not a great game from Yoke tonight. Yeah, felt like the help came pretty fast tonight. You know, like he likes to go slow and take his time. They really weren't really trying to let him. They were blitzing yeah. him. Yeah, but like all in all, like I said uh, a second ago, frustrated, disappointed, but not world is ending type energy. Yeah. I mean, they it shouldn't pl- be. They yeah. play this team again in um, what ten days in Denver. Yeah, I think that's actually Valentine's that's a good point. Day. I actually think it's kind of exciting that they play in ten days because ten. If it was like they play in four days, nothing's going to change. Mm. Ten day. If they played in twenty days, it'd be like, well, so much is going to change. I think ten days is like a really good. You get a couple games in. Let's see. You you start right. working on some of the things, and it's going to be fresh in your mind. So I actually am really excited how the schedule broke that way. I think the chat just traded me for Larry Nance Jr. Oh man, wow. that's a good trade. Is I, it because of the haircut? I, I guess. I, I don't know. Wow. He would help. He would shore up. Devin. That's a great trade. Yeah, I don't know, I would man. Do. I, don't I would. Know. Do. You know what, boss? You have the green light. I have the green light. I'm yeah. sorry. That's all right. Uh, I just. Well, I hear Cleveland's lovely this time of year. <laughs> 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 That's what I heard. We got a friend out there in Cleveland. Do we do? Who Mort? We got Mort. Mort. A little shout out. Very to welcoming Mort. friend. Mort the goat. Mort the goat. Uh, all right. What do you What do you got there? Uh, 
Anything else, Harris? I mean, Jamal Murray? Yeah, I mean, that's really all I got. Murray. Jamichael Mike, Green? Um, yeah, the, the, those are the guys who talked. Okay. Um, really, there wasn't much. It was a short media session. The Wi-Fi sucked. That's one way to uh, trim down the amount of media availability. Just so true. operate on bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. All right. right. Well, I I did the post game like, the post game media availability was like the post game losers. <laughs> yeah. I did feel like their Lakers just ruined us, man. They really did. They really always do. They're looking forward to the rematch in ten days. I think Jamal said that. Mike Malone said that. They're like, all right, we will have another shot in ten days. I like it. Hey, man. I mean, six hours ago, the season was trending up, up, up. And yeah. as a halftime, it looked pretty good. So oh. it was a disaster, of course. It's the most deflating outcome with that opponent from the fan oh, perspective. For sure. Oh, for but sure. from the Nuggets perspective, I'm sure they're telling Wind, the other reporters, the fans, what we've been hearing all year long, which is Cue it up, relax. Kale. Relax. Do we want to do a DraftKings pick of the week before we get out of here? I think we probably should. You have one? I have a lock. It's not the it's not the best odds. We need to start taking uh we need to start taking like the scorecard. Yeah, I keep it track. We should this. all have locks. We I should. wanna know. Oh. But there is a lock. It's Tom Brady over zero point five interceptions. That's that's an absolute lock. Love the stone cold lock. Is that a lock? That's pretty in. much a lock. That's you a think lock. it's a lock? Actually, no. The Chiefs Dude. defense is non-existent. That is not a lock. Unless unless it just gets like tipped and it goes over there. Actually, it's a lock. It's a lock. That's a lot. Do, do we All like right, wow. do we like Tom Brady over point five or Patrick Mahomes over point five? That Buccaneers defense is nice because you get way better odds. No, it's on your the lock of the week. It's your lock of the Which week. Which one do you feel locked in on, Harrison? <laughs> DraftKings lock of the week. Lock of the week. What do you guys think? Yeah, what are our odds? What kind of odds are we getting? It's it's not good. That's the thing. It's minus one seventy seven. It's just something you sprinkle on top of a parlay. Ooh. Um, I'm going with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> you guys, you guys forced me to switch it up. He just switched. He's shooting from the hip. I love it. How many locks flip? <laughs> oh, so good. No, the you Tom, guys heard Tom Brady one's a lock. The Pat Mahomes one. I'm not saying that's a stone. How many ball. bets are you gonna have on the Super Bowl vote? I can't just five publicly. Yeah, four, six, four. It was a big betting bonanza as well. 55 bets for the 55th big game. <laughs> Deb, how many bets are you going to have on the Super Bowl? Just like two or three. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm just going to do about two or three. That was the lamest hand. You could have lied even actually right now. How many, how many uh, bets are you going to have? Oh, man. Double digits for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have at least 10 bets on the Super Bowl, yeah. man. I'm going to have to write them all down. That's what the Super Bowl's for. I don't care about this game. I, I can't do it. It's, it's the, the GOAT versus the new GOAT. So I just can't bet again. I'm just going to oh, enjoy it in its entirety. I forgot you're Tom Brady. You're just going to enjoy it. Like, just gonna, you're just going to enjoy so it. The NBA I'm going to enjoy uh, it too by gambling on it. <laughs> the Dra- DraftKings pick of the week. Oh, Patrick Mahomes over 0.5 we interceptions. DraftKings pick of the week. We heard you. Oh, you just do can you pick <laughs> the next up. Uh, play type in football as well, like runner pass? Like you know, you can yeah, do yeah, two yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. That's can we like do that one non-stop every single, every single play? play? <laughs> why not? Why not? All right, it's like guys. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Don't forget, check out the uh, DNVR Nuggets podcast. We do do these on off days. They're not live, uh, so you're not you're going to want to not miss those. I thought we had some great stuff. Superlatives this week. Harrison and I did some superlatives. Over-unders, you're not going to want to miss them. We'll see everybody on Saturday. Love y'all. Before we get out of here, guys, if you are a coffee drinker like I am, like I feel like everybody in Denver is or was at some point in their life, check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's 
the best alternative. It's, it's an unbelievable alternative to a regular cup of coffee because Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD and CBD has been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, tons of other aches and pains and ailments that you might be feeling right now. You can get a subscription to Strava Craft Coffee and get your coffee delivered every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. You can get it for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20. If you are a first time Strava buyer, you can get 20% off your first order and you can order anything. Uh, Nespresso pods, whole bean, ground Strava Craft coffee. You can get it for 20% off with the code DNVR20. Check them out today, StravaCraftCoffee.com. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com